You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. So we get a lot of folks come see us and oftentimes I would say two of the biggest like we ask them, what are, what are, what's a good goal? What are your goals? What do we want to accomplish today? It's typically either distance, some form of it's distance, right? That can be a couple different things and or consistency. <laughs> and and with regards to distance, while we're watching someone warm up and they're telling us, you know, just I'm, I'm not as long as I used to be or my buddies are hitting it past me and I'm in better shape, you know, those kind of deals. We're looking at each other and you're like, I mean, you can just tell. We might be typing in their name or – or, you know, loading up the gears and you can hear how they're hitting it. Oh yeah. I can glance at the core of my eye and tell them to tell them in the lesson. Yeah. Like, so it's not, and for most cases, right. We could all swing faster. Right. But in most cases, that's not your distance problem. It's your ball speed problem. God. So true. I mean, people come in, I don't, my swing speeds down, my swing speeds down and I don't hit it far enough. And so there's a couple things to talk about there. First of all, it doesn't matter how fast your club head speed is. If you can't hit the center of the club face with a good club path and the face-to-path relationship good, Loft. And the angle of attack, the, the, no amount of club head speed is going to actually going to help you hit it farther. Actually, you're probably going to hit it with more side spin, higher balloon drivers, crooked, farther offline, the harder you hit it, the faster you hit it, right? Because you, you haven't been able to cre- create a golf swing that where that speed's even going to help you. I'm, I remember, this reminds me of a story. The first radar launch monitor that I had, and this, and this is years ago, and the first guy who came in that I captured who was over, he was like 124 miles an hour club at speed. And back then that was like, you, were, you saw a unicorn. Yeah. Because most people are coming in around 100, 105. Yeah. So he came in, it was 124, and the same thing. He's complaining about distance and I don't hit it anywhere. I'm just like, what? Yeah. And then, okay, you watch. Okay. I had my head down. Now I'm looking. The ball's coming off at 3.8 launch. With tons of spin, probably. With Low spin. massive amount of spin. Low riser. And he was thinking he wasn't swinging it as fast as he used to. Think about that. I mean, he that may be the case, yeah, but, but he's still swinging it. He was, he was carrying the ball. 230, 240 with 124 mile an hour. That's what I'm saying. I've seen it all the time. I mean, especially, you know, the years I've had track man, which is a long time now. You just, you just see it. These guys that swing it hard, they hit these like spinners with the driver because yeah. they're hitting down and steep and heel balls. They just don't have the ball speed or the, the launch characteristics. You know, you need the speed to be right. The ball, you know, ball speed needs to be high. Yep. The, the spin rate needs to be correct. The launch of the ball. Needs to be correct, right? Mm-hmm. You get those three things going. That's that's where your distance comes from. So you could drop your club at speed by ten miles an hour and actually hit the ball farther. 
because your ball speed is higher because you hit the middle of the club face and the ball, is, the, the flight of it is optimized. Yeah. It's funny because we, we, we own both radar and camera base. So TrackMan, uh, Foresight, the quad. So we've like, they all measure club head speed and ball speed. They all measure quote unquote smash factor, but none of it's the same. Yeah. But right. So, mm-hmm. Golfers and TrackMan has historically read club head speed low, so the smash factors have been high. Mm-hmm. And then if you jump on, you hit a shot off a of TrackMan, and then you jump on a quad, you're like your smash factor used to be in let's say one five one or one five two, and then it drops down to one four seven. Now all of a sudden you're thinking you've got a problem, mm-hmm. and it's not the case. So it, it's chasing smash factor is, you know. You're chasing an algorithm, basically. Yeah, and these the companies change the algorithm. Yeah, and in the, the driver shape, and uh, the the driver head can can materials, cause issues color, in. everything. Yeah, can be an issue. Uh, so yeah, you your your focus should be on ball speed. That's the true king, the yeah. ball speed. How how much can you raise your ball speed? And if you're st- and no one comes in maxed out, right? Yeah. Not the tour players, no one else. No one comes in maxed out. There's always some sort of a leak in there. Except for David Toms. Yeah, well, yeah. We were talking about him the other day. He just He usually he, lead, he used to lead the tour in efficiency. It just means for the amount of club at speed he generates, he hits it farther than everybody else, basically. So he's someone that really has been able to maximize the way he hits the ball with the driver. Hits it high on the sweet spot, very shallow, hits up on the ball. Same spot every single Face time. Face to path, very tight, not a lot of side spin, and he just wears out the, the efficiency ratio. So he's getting the for most. For years and years, he was yeah. on the top of that thing. And that's what you need to strive for. You need to strive to be, your, your goal at first shouldn't be to create as much clubbed speed as you, you can, like, you know, to, to do the speed sticks and go to the gym and all that. All that's almost pointless if you don't have a golf swing that can create a decent club path with a good face-to-path relationship and hit the club in the same place in the middle of the face, high middle with the driver most of the time. You're, yeah. It's almost a waste of time. There's a lot of effort involved with very – like the, Not much output. The guy in the example I gave, okay, maybe he, he could have worked out more and stretched and whatever and got maybe to say 126. He wouldn't have seen next to no increase. Yeah, you, you're – your output for that work, you might have got a little more distance, but right. you're not getting that jump. Now, if, if – ROI would be super low. So Mike could have taken that same guy, and he probably did. I, I don't even think we knew each other probably back when you had your first radar. Let's say Mike had that guy say, hey, man, let, let's get your swing in a place where you can swing it on a good plane, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can hit the sweet spot most of the time, mm-hmm. and you hit it pretty straight with the right launch. But, hey, to do that, we're going to have to drop you back to 120 miles an hour. Because that's kind of your, you know, everybody has a speed limit. There's yeah, a limit yeah, yeah. in Mike, my golf swing, everybody's golf swing where the stuff kind of falls apart because you're trying to, you're swinging so hard, you almost have to over tense everything. David's a great example of that. Yep. Like David, I'm sure like he's like every other player is probably at one point said, I'm going to try to get, increase my club head speed and your efficiency drops or you miss a player like David, you start missing four or five more fairways. In his case, might be one or two more fairways. Yeah, and then you got to start weighing. Okay, is that really worth that amount of effort? Yeah, most time it's not. Yeah, so let's say Mike dropped this guy to to one twenty from one twenty six, buddy. But that was with a swing that was hitting the sweet spot more often, right? right? Getting more ball speed with less spin. He he might have gotten that guy 
80 yards off a tee. Oh, 120 would... Right? You can optimize 120 to be pretty darn near 300 carry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was 225, 240 carry. You're adding 80 yards. Yeah. From doing that. From from slowing down. From dropping somebody. (laughs) From slowing down. That's the key takeaway. It's like, I see, you know, it's great. People trying to, you know, stay fit for golf. Awesome. Good for you. But if your golf swing isn't already in a place that's, okay, you're moving safely. You've got a pretty good pivot, pretty good club face, and decent club plane. Those are the three kind of tenets that AMG always talks about, right? Mm-hmm. Pivot, playing, club face. If you can do that, now you can put speed on top of that, right? And not only can you put speed on top of it, you're able to put it on a lot easier because the movement patterns are correct. You're using the ground forces the right way. Your pelvis is in the right position. It has the correct tilts, right? You're able to, you're able to swing the arms faster from that platform with less effort. So, don't go about this in reverse. Don't just chase club at speed. It's 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 a rabbit hole that if you go down, you actually could get get worse. Sometimes you don't make your way out of that hole, especially with some of the um, products out there that just swing it faster at the expense of everything else. Like, or some of the philosophies out there. We've seen guys go down this rabbit hole and jump on some of these kind of more fringe ways of swinging the club that pretty much quit the game. Yeah, like because these are, these they just can't players, recover from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the name of a, a few more miles an hour, whatever, more open, more miles an hour. Just, it, it can be, it can go sideways on you. So, how can you do this on your own? How, how do you figure this out? So, the the first thing I would do is, okay, where are you hitting it on the club face? Number one. Okay, I've heard <laughs> this is where I've heard this is where the conversation is ends for most of you. I've heard David say it. In cl- we used to do clinics together when I, I worked at the, the David Tom's Academy. We would do some some clinics on the road. Even he always people would ask, well, "What's the number one tip you can give an amateur golfer?" He's like, "You need to hit it in the sweet spot." Yeah. He goes, "If you don't hit it in the sweet spot, it's, all bets are off, especially with the driver." So go to Walgreens, wherever CVS. It's not a Walgreens whatever, plug. Yeah. Get some Doctor Shows powdered foot spray. It's mm-hmm. the best tip I can give you. You're gonna leave it in your bag. When you're not yellow can, it. yeah, yellow can. Go to the range, tee a driver up, spray the spray on the face, and then hit three drivers or hit five drivers. That would give you a good sample size. Yep. Take a look at the club face. If if you're all over the face, you've got two problems. <laughs> at <Okay>. least, <laughs> at least two. One, the ball speeds are different all over the face. So you yes. You, your distances are going to be all over the place. Okay? One side of the club moves significantly faster than the other side of the club. And one side, you know, produces low heel peel cuts, and the other side will produce sometimes like a, a snap hook with no spin. Neither one are any good. Right. You'll get a few in the middle that you hit, hopefully fairly straight, depending on a couple other things. But that's the first thing: is is the ball speeds are all over the place, and then the the uh, direction is going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. So. It, you have to look at that and see if those are really spread apart. Why is that? Well, it's a lot of times because your path is not good. If your club path is severe out to in or into out, it's 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 almost like a glancing blow. It's yep. very difficult yep. to kind of get things in there where you hit the sweet spot most of the time. Um, so you need to go to work, first of all, figuring out why you're not hitting the sweet spot most of the time. And then once you do that, distance is going to go up. You'll start hitting the ball more consistently, straighter, and then you can start figuring out ways of putting speed on top of that. Yeah, when you when you spray it, 
and let's say you do, I don't know what you can get out of spray now, three, three, four hits where you really need yeah, to kind of wipe it probably, off. Probably, depending on how, where you, yeah. So you might get 10 of you all over the place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. If I get more than 10. Yeah. <laughs> if you're playing tic-tac-toe, you're going to yeah. get at least nine. Exactly. But, um, so yeah, if you can get yourself a good nine, 10 captures, is where you can see a pattern develop, right? That's what you're looking for is oh. your pattern. And then you go, okay, I'm not out of the middle. I'm that guy. I'm not out of the middle of the club face. Yeah, I'm not hitting it from the middle right. of the face. Don't look at the last two feet of the swing before impact and try to find something there. No. Go to the first two feet of your golf swing and look, okay, what am I doing in the takeaway? All right, then, then look, where am I at a left arm parallel? 99 times out of 100, whether it's PGA Tour, LPGA Tour. We just had an LPGA Tour Hall of Fame in CS. Um, it, it's the issue is going to be in that checkpoints one, two, and three address, takeaway, left arm parallel on the backswing, or it's, that's where it's certainly going to start at because the downswing is a reaction to that. I'm smiling because when I first started teaching <laughs> years ago, this is this is a funny. This is this makes sense. Like, don't look at the last two feet. So, I mean, this has got to be over 20 years ago. When I first started teaching. I was at this little driving range up in Maine, and the guy came for a lesson. I was charging, I was charging literally like 25 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, it was basically a lesson for me, too. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. <laughs> you got to get some reps <laughs> Test, in. Testing things out. <laughs> I had a bag full of training aids. <laughs> That's pretty much all I had. So You were, you were a, de- <laughs> a demo salesman. Yeah, pretty much. So he comes up, mm. and he's hitting these. I mean, I could see what he was doing. He was swinging so over the top. I'm thinking, what do I got in this bag of training for that? <laughs> so I pulled out the inside approach, <laughs> which basically it's this uh, it's this foam um, foam bar that sits above the ball, pointed at the target. Yeah, kind of hovers over the target. Hovers line. over the target line and um, away from the target. So you have to swing under it yeah, to hit yeah, the ball. Yeah. And if you if you swing over the top, you know you'll hit it and knock it off. Mm-hmm. Like. This is gonna be uh, Jack Nicholas endorsed that. Yeah, that came out. This is the easiest lesson of all time. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw this thing down there. I'm in. So, and this is before I knew where to stand mm-hmm. in a golf lesson because <laughs> oh there's a whole science behind that. So, I was like, all right, man, this is a super simple lesson. I mean, you just see this thing right here, <laughs> just, just <laughs> miss it. So, this guy somehow swings same golf swing somehow unhinges his wrist and like twists his arm sideways he misses the inside approach hits the ball off the dead end of the club somehow made contact with the club and literally almost killed me toe shanked it toe shanked it i was standing dead is this a driver yes and it went like a bullet between yeah they legs. come fast with a driver i was like well i guess that thing can be cheated <laughs> that's basically that was the, that was when i realized you got to fix things before that point in the swing. It's yeah. I mean, he figured out a way to get his club under there and it, that, that wasn't going to fix the root. That was a band aid fix. That was what I was trying to do. Yeah. It's kind of where this idea between you can only, you know, lasting improvement or whatever with external cues or whatever. It only goes so far. Sometimes you just got to get in there and fix the problem. Yeah. The the external stuff is great for certain things, but sometimes you just got to learn how to move. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make the correct movements with the body, arms, and club. And no amount of external training aids is going to teach you, especially that video we just did on the left arm. There's, there's no training aid for that. We've seen a number of golfers, you know, train with things like that. 
you know, and they tell us, I've been doing this thing. I've worn out two of them. I've had to buy a third training aid and nothing's changed. Yes, yeah, because it's, it's not a good training. It's a, a band aid. Yeah. It's not doing anything for you. You're just getting good at missing whatever you're trying to swing around, not really changing anything. So, long story short, long story short, like knowing where you hit it at on the club face, and most golfers just don't have that awareness. I I, I could give a golf lesson right now with ten different guys and have just across ten different handicaps and have them hit three balls each. And they wouldn't be able to tell me where they hit it on the face. Maybe one, maybe one guy mm-hmm. might be have some awareness. And the driver heads are so big now. Yeah, and, and the irons are getting big. It's hard to kind of tell. Anyway. And they got the they got those. You know, they're just irons are like getting to be like trampolines now, and it just it deadens your feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's got to be the absolute first stop for you, unless you know where you're hitting it. You're gonna have no chance of diagnosing your ball flight. And, and certainly not diagnosing what you need to do to pick up more distance. Yeah, absolutely. This might be the best tip we can ever give you. Figure out where you're hitting on the face and then backtrack from there. Backtrack from there and go to the backswing and, and start to look. You know, hop on one of our YouTube channels. We've got a topic on this. Hop on there and, you know, ask a question. Fire off some comments. You know, we've got memberships that address this. We do, actually. we got a product called Distance RX. Yep. I just think about this. We have a product called Distance RX. It's completely devoted to ball speed because we thought swing speed was so overplayed. This was a year ago when we did this, I think maybe two. It was like, we need a product to tell people that the ball speed is what matters and here's how to do it. So you can get that inside of AMG+. Plus. Go on our website, uh, athleticmotiongolf.com, click on memberships and get AMG+. Plus, and Distance RX is inside there. Yep. That'll give you a step-by-step training program over like 30 days. How to diagnose it and how mm-hmm. to start to fix it. Absolutely. And it'll tell you what to do every time you go to the range with what drills to do so you're not out there wasting your time. And we've had great success with that program. So if you want to start doing some of this stuff, that's the way to do it. But at the very least, on your way home from wherever you are now, or if you're home on your way to the grocery store, wherever you go next, pick up a can of foot spray. And start learning at least where you're hitting at the club. Then you can start to form a game plan and how to fix it. Absolutely. Absolutely.